0: Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Episode 7 of the Grey Wolf Podcast features the one and only John Robeson, point guard of the newest NBL franchise, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. It's Ned and John, joined by another John. John, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me
2: awesome. It's not often that I'm the uh, second coolest John on the podcast, so we better <laughs> make the most of it. First up, I guess, John number one, we have to quickly mention, hey, it's your birthday month. think you're turning 31 on the 28th, is that right? Yes, that's right.
1: That's awesome, right. man. It's anything Roqueo. anything Roqueo, special too. planned? Nah, nothing nothing yet, man. Just focus on these games coming up.
0: Oh, yeah, that's what we like to hear. And we want to sort of end something right now too, John, because there seems to be some confusion with the commentary teams here in Australia. It's Roberson, isn't it, not Robinson?
1: Yeah yeah it's I mean it's a common mistake it's happened my whole life where people say Robertson and add that T in there or they say Robertson but it's it's Robertson Yeah, there you go.
0: So John Robeson right here, and he is not mucking around in the NBL, coming off an MVP game with the Phoenix, dropping a lazy 9 of 11 three-pointers, (laughs) Fitzy, and almost breaking an NBL record. And not to mention, this is just in your second official NBL game. Safe to say, John, that the transition's going pretty smoothly?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd say so. Uh, You know, we put in a lot of work, you know, throughout the week and in practice, and it just helps us, you know, build that chemistry when we're out on the, on the floor and. You no, know, so far, so good. Everybody's... I mean, this team is easy to play with. We got a lot of guys who are unselfish, who just want to win. And that's being shown on the court.
2: That's fantastic, man. And I think Ned and I have watched both games so far. And chemistry is probably the one word. And we'll get into the Phoenix a bit later on. But chemistry is probably the one word that you would definitely use to describe the team so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, we just have a really balanced roster. We got guys who can shoot it. We got guys who can play inside. Creaky's. I mean super versatile. He can bring the ball up and distribute and also he gets buckets. So, I mean, we're a well-rounded team. We want defense to be our identity, but like you know, you saw last the last weekend, I mean, 113 points can't hurt. So, we're, we're going to continue to play fast and, you know, just try to put points on the board.
0: Yeah, and like John mentioned, we will talk a bit more about that soon, but we want to sort of throw back to your early days here, John. You were born in Kansas City, is that right? That's right. You know, the first thing that jumps out at us when we hear this, are you familiar with a rapper from there called Tech?
1: nine <laughs> yes yes i not tech nine yes <laughs> good are uh, you a fan or not really we'll,
0: we'll
2: brush past that
1: yeah i mean i've i've heard a couple of his songs not really a big fan though
2: uh, that's, <laughs> there right. you go. that's enough for us to keep going here anyway but, uh, uh, john could you tell us a little bit about your earliest basketball memory when you first started playing the sport any fond memories that you look back on now
1: yeah, I mean, I, I first started organized basketball at, at 7 years old, and I was I actually played up against, like, 10 year olds. so it was kind of, you know, when I was younger, I had to get used to playing with older kids, and I wasn't really good, so I was kind of all over the place, had a lot of energy, but once I kind of got the hang of it, you know, I just ran with it. My dad is the one who really introduced me to basketball. He played basketball himself. Not at a professional level, but, you know. He was a pretty good local player, so I just, you know, saw what he did and, and tried to
2: build off of that. That's cool, man. And was there a point in your junior years where you sort of thought, hey, you know, I could have a real good crack at basketball? Did you have that sort of moment where you thought that was the sport you'd like to see out in your career?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was just, where I grew up, actually, so I was born in Kansas City, then I moved to Florida, and I was around other kids that loved basketball, so we kind of pushed each other and motivated each other to just continue with the sport. And I, I mean, I'm blessed to have been around those kids. And, you know, our parents were friends, so we always hung out and just played basketball. And that just ended up, you know, being my calling. So, yeah, I was kind of lucked out.
0: Yeah, right. So, transitioning into your, sort of your college days there, John, you played at the Texas Tech Red Raiders. How was your time there, man?
1: Oh, it was it was amazing. I had to play for Bob Knight, one of the best coaches of all time, my freshman year. He was, uh, was, <laughs> was kind of tough playing for a coach like that, but he definitely taught me a lot about discipline, about just the approach to the game. I had great four years there, a lot of experience, learned a lot, and it helped me in my professional career. Sure.
2: That's fantastic. I was actually going to ask that question. So you did get to play under Bob for one year, did you say?
1: Yeah, for one year.
2: Wow. And yeah. then his son Pat took over. What was he like as a coach?
1: That was great. He kind of approached coaching in a different way. He wasn't as you know boisterous or loud or Scary. not like Scary. yelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He was a lot different. But you know, he great teacher. Great teacher of fundamentals. liked to play a different way. He liked to play fast. So. It was it was good to have both sides of it.
0: Yeah, that's that's very awesome, right there. And what would you say were your sort of standout memories from your time there at Texas Tech, John?
1: Oh man, just the atmosphere of all the the rivalry games, playing against UT, playing in Kansas, and Allen Philhouse, Just all of those places, and just being at Tech, and man, just being on your own. You know, college is a is a great experience especially coming from high school. you The first time you're away from your home and you're on your own, so you have a lot of responsibilities and you kind of have to grow quick and mature quick. So that was definitely a learning experience for me and helped shape who I am today.
2: That's awesome, man. And Ned and I were just talking about this before. You played for a bunch of teams over in Europe, which none of which we can actually pronounce, but <laughs> <laughs> how was your time in the Euro League, man? Obviously spent a number of years over there.
1: Yeah, my first year actually was kind of a waking up experience for sure. I mean, I got cut my first, season in Europe and had to come back home and then you know it's kind of like oh man like I gotta get my stuff together like this is some this is a business you know they're not gonna give you too many chances and too many games to kind of you know fill your way into the league or on the team so it kind of really gave me a sense of urgency and just helped me to just work harder and to have a better work ethic so you know now I tell I tell a lot of young guys you know they they ask me like you know give me some advice give me some tips and I'm just like one thing about me is like I'm just afraid of failure (laughs) so I think if you have that you can make it a long way
0: yeah, that is some good advice there for yeah. the youngsters. You just got to keep practicing, and that's something good to be afraid of, I guess, is failure. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
2: We also noticed that you're engaged to a Swedish basketball player, so congratulations on that, man! Did you meet her <laughs> while you were over playing in Europe?
1: Yes, so I've spent three years in Sweden. I met her my second year there in so tell you. and we've been together ever since. That's, that is awesome, right yeah. there.
0: And is there any like one-on-one <laughs> games sort of happening around the house? Are you like have like a, you know, a games of horse or whatever? <laughs>
1: Who holds the best um, shooting record? We, we used to play one on one but then it, it kinda got a little too serious, so we were like, Okay, we can't do this anymore.
2: <laughs> See my choice of basketball at home, daddy is shooting my socks in the laundry basket over my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, we, we definitely we definitely get into the shooting competitions and stuff like that. She's a great shooter herself. So.
0: Yeah, that is awesome. I only just saw that today when I was having a bit of a look around at some of your career and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's really cool over there. So not only did you get to play basketball there, but you met your wife-to-be. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, awesome, man. It was definitely a blessing and can't wait for that date to be announced. Not there yet because it's kind of hard to plan things when you're overseas, but <laughs> we'll have that for everybody soon.
0: So is that going to be an American thing or is it going to happen in Sweden or Australia? two weddings <laughs> Australia maybe Freaky can be best man <laughs>
1: We actually haven't decided yet We're thinking about doing a ceremony definitely in America and we might have to do another one in Sweden as well So
2: we'll see. That's alright man well if you, if you do have one in Australia just let us know we'll make sure our calendars are free to come down <laughs> But of course playing in Europe under those FIBA rules you would say that stepping into the NBL was a lot easier once you played under those conditions?
1: Yeah I mean the NBL is definitely uh, similar to the NBA, especially in style of play, I like to get up and down, physical. In Europe is more of a grind-it-out type of play. There's a lot of, you know, you can stop the break, and then a lot more fouls and tactics. So being over here is definitely um, it's a different brand of basketball, but I'm seeing I'm, you know, I'm adjusting pretty well.
0: Yeah, it didn't stop you over there from your fast style of play, though, John. I see you set a a EuroLeague record over there for the the FIBA Europe Cup. 39 points, not a bad effort right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man, it was one of those days. Got, uh, Got in the zone and let it
2: fly. We all have those. <laughs> well, not me, but anyway. Me. <laughs> so, John, what made you choose Australia for your next playing destination? Did you sort of want to mix things up or you loved Australia or what was the deciding factor in that decision?
1: Well, I mean, I've seen so much talent come to this league and I've been actually following this league for a couple of years and I've seen a lot of guys from Europe make their way over here. So it was just kind of eye-opening to see that and then to see the younger talent come over here and just to see so much attention coming this way. It was a no-brainer. I mean, it's one of the best leagues in the world, so. So it was just a great opportunity.
0: Yeah, that, that is awesome right there. And, I, and you're right, there is a lot of attention right now with the LaMelo Bowls and the RJ Hamptons and whatnot stepping up. But It's going to be very interesting and you've got an awesome spot there with the brand new franchise. What does it sort of mean to you to be a part of this new franchise, John?
1: Oh, it's amazing, man. To be here from the start and to, you know, have an opportunity to help build this franchise. And, you know, they're doing a great job. The organization is great. They're doing it the right way. We're in the community. We're interacting with the kids and And, I mean, it's fantastic. It's, It's so much just basketball fans in this region and so much interest in basketball. It's incredible.
2: That's awesome, dude. And of course, the vibe around the group must be pretty awesome at the moment with a perfect start to the season. There must be a nice buzz going on at the moment with something that's fresh and new and everyone wants to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we have so many people signing up to be members and to be a part of this organization and the franchise is great.
0: Yeah, that is awesome there. And let's talk a little bit about the franchise. We want to sort of get a bit of a bit of an inside look into the team there, John. Who would you say the funniest guy on on the Phoenix is from (laughs) your time being there
1: (laughs) funniest guy on the team we got a lot of funny guys (laughs) it's gonna be tough I have to go with either Keith Benson or or Dang Dang Dangakou five two and Mitch is up there too like, it's, it's, you
0: can, talk up. I was going to say like with you and Keith do you guys have you sort of had cracks at doing Australian accents or anything like that yeah John like have you been around enough Australians to have a go at doing an accent
1: no I'm terrible at accents I can't do
2: accents at all <laughs> <laughs> we well, won't we, put him on the spot yeah then, we won't what? put you on the spot then that was possibly <laughs> the next question yeah how's it been playing with Mitch Creek John he's, a, he's actually from our local hometown he was the first guest on our podcast a little while ago he would have Helped you to settle in Once you got to Melbourne I'm sure
1: Yeah yeah he's, I mean, he's great I tell everybody man, He's just so In tune with everything And as far as Being a leader on this team he's One of the best guys I've ever played with As far as Communication And you know Just being vocal And stepping up And not afraid To speak his mind And tell guys Where to be Where um The spots And roles And he's just so I mean he's everywhere And he has so much energy It's an affection to the group So I mean I love I love
0: him Oh that is awesome right there Oh and- Obviously you guys are planning to aim high this season. How high do you think you can go? You'll definitely be looking at making that playoff push I'd imagine.
1: Uh Absolutely, we feel like we have a, a team that can make some noise in this league. We're a first-year team, but we're not settling just to you know be a mediocre team or anything like that. Like we have high expectations of ourselves. We work hard. We put the work in. So we feel like we can make a, a playoff push and fight for a championship.
2: Yeah, that's fantastic. And what's it been like so far playing under Coach Mitchell? He would have taken you under your wing. On obviously a, a three-point is exactly what that team needed when you arrived.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's giving me all the confidence in the world just to go out there and be myself, be aggressive, lead the team. And, you know, he put the ball in my hands. So he put that trust in me as a point guard to run the show. So, you know, I have all the confidence in the world to do that, go out there, be aggressive and take shots and, you know, not worry about messing up and anything like that. So it's been great to play for him.
0: Oh, yeah, I like that. And just switching things back up to you personally before we let you go, John, I want to sort of find out a surprising fact that your fans or people following you might be surprised to find out about you, like something like obviously you're a big basketballer, but something that might surprise people to find out about you. Uh,
1: nah, man, I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty simple guy.
2: You don't get the knitting needles out on the weekend? or the. No.
1: <laughs> man, I can't really think of anything. I'm a, I'm a great UNO player. There you oh, go. Something. That's something. great
2: right there. That's something. So when you play, do you allow the uh, stack of the pick up four cards or are you just a one and done sort of rule player? I got a
1: couple of different rules. People come over here and they're like, oh, what is that? I'm like, it's
2: house rules. You got you to deal with it. <laughs> of course, man. It's the same at my place. We'll have to invite you in for a game one day. But how about in your downtime, John? Is there anything you get up to on the weekends? Obviously, Melbourne's a beautiful city. There'll be plenty of places to go for a coffee or somewhere to, to relax for a while
1: yeah i mean we've we haven't really been out to venture out, much We've been pretty busy, but we have been out once. But to the the Crown, the Crown Hotel. Crown Casino. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played some miniature golf, caught a movie. So, like you said, there's a lot of things to do in Melbourne. We haven't been out too much, but we definitely plan on getting out when the weather gets a little better.
0: Oh, that is awesome, right there. Well, we can only wish you the best of luck. Just two games down, but you're already kicking some major butt there, John. We really appreciate you taking some time out to chat with
1: us. Oh, no problem, man. Thanks for having me on on the podcast.
0: Be sure to check this guy out on Instagram at jdriv21, J-D-R-I-V-21. Really appreciate it, John. Best of luck for the season.
1: All right, thank you.